Breaker one-niner out there in them interwebs. Get your ears on for the fitness skills podcast from GMB because we are about to teach you how to get strong by practicing skills you actually want to learn and have fun in the process. I'm Andy Fawcett. I'm not only the founder of the GMB Posse, I'm also a client. And here with me, not literally here, but figuratively, internet here with me, as it were, is the hero of the GMB Epic Saga, Ryan Hurst, our program director and head coach. Ryan, are you ready to drop the hammer on today's oh, podcast? Oh, I'm ready. It's been a long time. It's Let's been a long it. time. It's been so long that we've been getting like a lot of people kind of... Uh, urging us to resume the casting of pods yes uh, so for Which is all a very you guys cool thing. yeah for all you guys that have mentioned it in the past uh, few days and weeks um what denny sam a bunch of other people i can't think of uh you know here's a pod for you guys and we are casting it your direction all right sounds good man all right so, what's well, so that, what's that's been... it thanks yeah. for listening and yeah. um, take it easy See yeah ya. So what's been going on? Well, before we get into what's been going on with us, uh, also uh, it's been a long time since we've mentioned any of our friends, and they've been doing amazing stuff too. Uh, Mike Fitch has been on TV more than Glenn Burns lately. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that guy, like I, I'm staying at my parents' house for a couple of weeks. I don't own a television, but my parents do, and it's on constantly. And I've seen Mike more in the past few weeks or past few days, actually, than I have in like the past several months just on Facebook and stuff. It's ridiculous. And I think he's going on again, was it this morning or maybe tomorrow? He'll be on another show tomorrow. So good for him. Yeah. Good for Mike. Absolutely. It's, it's awesome to see Animal Flow uh, starting to get more, uh, more traction and more publicity because, yeah. I mean, it's freaking fun. And uh, it's, yeah. the guy can move, too. And he's very photogenic. Oh, yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, All right. Is. Um, also, Al Cavadlo, uh, the Progressive Calisthenics Certification PCC is, like, taking off since they did their yeah. first one not long ago. Uh, they're traveling all over and doing them all over the world now, which is so damn cool. I'm really, uh, really happy for Al and everyone that's connected with that. Uh, it's amazing to see them uh, getting people interested in, you know, bodyweight exercise, pull-ups, and just the kind of stuff that you can do to get strong uh, just using your body. There's there's a, a world of opportunity for exploring, and they're really getting uh, people that are traditionally very weight-centric and strength-centric interested in uh, movement, which I think is a, an amazingly good thing. Um, coming up, I believe, in fact, Al is going to be heading to Australia pretty soon, and that's my clever segue for Ryan. You want to say boom, it? Boom, boom. Going to be in Australia in October. I'm going to be in Melbourne. Then I'm going to go to Sydney. Then I'm going to finish up in Brisbane. October. Um, if you have the opportunity, I really suggest going. You can find all the details, of course, on our Facebook page. Plenty of posts on there uh, explaining what's going on. Um, it's going to be a one day seminar in each location. Looking forward to meeting everyone in Australia. Every single person in Australia, I believe, is going to be at the seminar. I, so, I hear um, that, that every single Australian, yes. Every I mean, single Australian. So it's yeah. a pretty big seminar. It is. It's, it's going to uh, be impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, going to be a lot of fun. We've been wanting to go to Australia for a long time. I say we, I mean, 
this for this one, only Ryan is actually going to yeah, be able to make it. Yeah, it'll just be me this time. But uh, so. I've been to Australia a bunch of times. I know you have, and we both loved it there. And people have been asking us when we're going to do something in Australia for like three years now. And so <laughs> it's nice that we can actually have dates for them. And so I don't remember exactly what those are, but uh, they are on our Facebook page, Facebook slash Gold Metal Bodies. Pretty difficult to figure out, I know. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> just uh, stay tuned there for all the details. That is correct, sir. Um, I'll just give you the dates on those. Just to say Melbourne's going to be on October 19th. We're going to have Sydney October 23rd. And then that coming Saturday, which would be, I don't even remember, I believe it's the 26th, is that right, um, is going to be in Brisbane. So, uh, again, check the Facebook page, all the info's there, and if you have any questions, feel free to either contact us or the people that are hosting it, all the info's there. Speaking of seminars, what have you been up to? Well, uh, I have been stuffing my face with Mexican food while I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> that and waffles and chicken, right? A lot a lot of Waffle House, actually. In fact, uh, so my friend J.C. Dean was down here uh, for a couple of days, and I made him cool. eat Waffle House for breakfast two days in a row. Sweet. Because I just can't get enough of it. Uh, we don't uh, have Waffle uh, House uh. in Hawaii, uh, so I eat it pretty much every day while I'm in Atlanta. And Mexican food. And you know, lots of Mexican funny, food. Yeah. Funny you mention that because when I was in the States recently, that was one of the first things I wanted to eat. You know, there's so much Mexican food in Osaka. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Isn't there just, there's like one Mexican restaurant in Osaka and it's ridiculously expensive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've actually, they've got another place now in Kyoto, but of course, yeah. I mean, it's not like you can just head on over there quickly and get a bite to eat. So uh, it was very nice to stuff my face with a lot of Mexican food um, cool. while, I was, while I was in Wichita visiting my folks. So, yeah. so after yeah. Wichita, though, you after Wichita, uh, That's correct. And in Seattle, we had a little, little get-together, little G&B get-together. Uh, lots of fun. Um, unfortunately, of course, you weren't there, but uh, it was really cool to be able to to get Jarlo, me, Rachel, Amber, and Clayton together and have a seminar. Um, we had a great turnout. A lot of neat people were there. And the cool thing was that we actually got to meet people that we've known uh, via the Internet for a very long time but got to meet them face-to-face. So it's always good um, to be able to meet people in person. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, the cool thing about it, not just meeting the people and just talking, but actually working on some of the things that they've been having trouble with, um, doing things via the Internet is, I think, wonderful. Love it. But nothing beats a face-to-face encounter where you can fix little tweaks and uh, you know help people get the moves they want right there on the spot. Uh, this time around, um, a little bit different. It is uh, completely different seminar than we've ever done before. Uh, Jarlo and I, uh, you know, we've done seminars together, quite a few seminars together in the past. I think this time was our best seminar. Um, We just had fun with it. Rather than have, you know, uh, a set plan of, okay, at 9 o'clock we're going to do this and 10 o'clock we're going to do this, went off the feel of the group, um, fielded a lot of questions and not necessarily concerns, but issues that they had. Jarlo took everybody through um, 
uh, what am I trying to say? Um, some issues that they might have had and help fix them, uh, whether it be stretching or maybe some physical therapy type um, issues that they had. I had a good time. We went, um, took everybody aside, and I went through their handstands with them, and I got every single person up into a handstand when I was very, very thrilled about that. We covered locomotion, uh, rolled around on the ground. We did worked on the on the butterfly kick. We worked on the pirouette. Uh, we even did some rings, uh, very basic ring work, and covered a lot of stuff in that day. But I don't think anyone went away feeling that they didn't get enough. It was it was a lot of information, but I think it was just right, and a lot of smiling faces, which is good. That's really great. And so uh, Rachel wrote a pretty thorough write-up of you know what we did and, and some of the yeah. good things about it. Uh, but what I really want to talk about today... Um, in terms of you know seminars and uh, training and, and doing things in person is just is just that is is the glory of of training with people and of uh, of communicating with people and doing things with people. I think that this goes a lot deeper than just it's fun to have people around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, so from let's start from just like from our perspective, though, from a teaching point of view, uh, because I think that there's there's a lot of ways that we could approach this. But you know, where you you said that you guys you know had a lot of fun and you kind of didn't really. I mean, it's not that you didn't plan it out, but you let things go a little freeform at some points and sort of felt into what was necessary and changed things and adapted things based on where everyone was at. And that's one of the things from a teaching point of view that you can do in person that you can't do. You can't prepare something ahead of time that's going to meet those needs for people. So, I mean, I, I have my own experience with that, you know, in classroom teaching everything, but since this is kind of fresh in, in your experience, why don't you sort of talk a little bit about uh, maybe some of the things specifically that you might that you maybe did a little differently based on being able to teach and get that feedback like immediately. Sure, what we're doing online with GMB is wonderful because we have the opportunity to reach a lot of a lot of different people and um, share information that we want to share. But the cool thing about teaching in person is that every single person is going to be different. So when you see that person perform the movement you're able to help them immediately. And also because there are other people watching what you're doing, they're also learning different ways to perform that movement. So to give an example, let's say we have, um, let's go with the pirouette. And this, is, this is a pretty good example because it might look pretty easy, but when you actually perform it, you're going to see a lot of different things happening depending on the person. So a pirouette, if you think about um, kicking one leg up in front of you and turning your body and landing on the opposite foot. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just YouTube it. But anyway, we're working on the on the pirouette, and it was very amazing because you'll see people who might get it right away, and then there's others who don't get it at all. But what what is really cool is that I was able to. Um, I don't want to say single out because it sounds like something that's bad. But sounds actually, like you're picking on people. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, you know, I'm not. And what it is is because of the group 
the the energy of the group, and because by the time we're working on pirouettes, everyone just was so friendly with each other, we're able to go ahead and kind of nitpick and help each other. And so um, instead of you know just saying, okay, watch the tutorial uh, online and give it a try, have fun with it, this time around I was able to say, all right, if you you know put a little bit more weight on the front leg when you're kicking and uh, focus on looking behind before you do it, then we'll find immediate improvements. And so things that might take a month to do uh, when you're working with someone on the internet, you can fix literally in like minutes or even faster just because of the cues that you can give them. Other people, like I mentioned earlier, are watching that. They're learning. And so you can actually learn faster by being in person. Uh, the pirouette is just one example. Of course, it went for everything that we we're doing, uh, whether it be the bear walks, uh, the froggers that we we're doing. Okay, also, that's really cool. Thing. So I just want to sort of interject there a little bit. So uh, that as opposed to t- the tutorials that we have in our programs. Uh, if you have any of our programs, you know that we put a lot of... Uh, put a lot of uh, energy into the editing and to presenting each exercise in a way that it's not just it's not just a video of a guy in a room doing the thing and saying that's how yeah, you do it yeah, yeah we don't yeah. do it that way we actually take and we we uh before we before we even uh film the stuff Jarlo and Ryan and I actually sit down and for pretty much every move we we map out what are the key points for nailing yeah. that move and we put those even up on the screen on the video in in the tutorials and the what we the way that we choose these is not just that th- it's not obviously it's not everything you need to know when you're doing the movement right uh, you have that's you know you have to learn a little bit by watching the video but these are maybe the three things that make the biggest difference that might not be obvious from watching you know that make the biggest difference for the most people to focus you know the 80% of their effort on you know uh and so that's what's going to make the biggest difference for most people and you can always in any of the programs or any of our youtube tutorials too just pay attention to one or two of those cues at any given moment when you're practicing and you'll probably find that you're improving with just that alone but that's just three things maybe you know two to five things and in any movement there's hundreds of things that contribute to the complete performance, right? And so when someone who's got experience teaching looks at your performance of something and they can see if, you know, there's one little detail that maybe maybe you haven't noticed yet or maybe that isn't obvious or maybe that doesn't apply to everyone and they can pick out the one thing that's going to make the big difference and that is what makes coaching uh, such an accelerative kind of process, right? Because we're able to pick out the one detail that's going to make the biggest difference, uh, you know, in the pirouette, the handstand, or whatever. And it's just finding that thing. A lot of times it's individual, you know? It, exactly, it can be something exactly, that, exactly. that maybe you just didn't pick out from the video, you know? Uh, and so that's why it's really it's really great to work in person uh, from a teaching perspective. That's one of the things. So uh, do you want to go on from there, Ryan? Yeah, another thing too that I think is interesting, and this actually just happened yesterday when I was working uh, with someone, is that they watched the video, and then when I was working with them uh, in person, they were trying to mimic the exact way that I was doing it, when in fact they weren't actually ready for that. And so the reason, and so when they came here, I just said, "Hey, listen, let's let's try it this way," and they immediately got the movement. So, so sometimes, yeah. 
trying to just mimic is okay, but what's good about working in person with, with, with a good coach is that they're going to take that movement and help you move the way that your body was made to move instead of just trying to move like someone else. And so that's why working in person can be very good because you can make that movement more a part of your movement instead of just trying to be like somebody else, like I was saying. And so um, that's faster. And by working with the coach, um, you know, in a seminar or in person sometimes, um, it can be a lot easier. Yeah, too. and of course, so. you know, we can do a lot of this with video too. Sure, um, exactly. You know, it's not and as we immediate. do, and we do. So. Yeah, and we we do this. I mean, we you do it every day with our our members yeah. for Alpha Posse. Um, but another thing, though, I also just want to say is that it's a little different from you know, on, you can you can see on uh, like for, on Reddit, for example, uh, and nothing wrong with Reddit. I think it's actually a great community of people in some respects. Um, we, we often see uh, threads where someone posts a video to get a form check. And what usually ends up happening is that 20 different kind of semi-anonymous people are basically <laughs> going to rip your performance to shreds and point out everything you did wrong, every possible yeah. thing you, you might have done wrong. And some people are going to argue about you know the finer points of those. And this is actually... Um, you know, if you can filter all that, sometimes it can be constructive. Or if you can find one person that you trust out of all those people, then it can be really constructive. But the thing is, is that when you're trying to learn something, uh, knowing every single thing that's wrong with your performance is actually not helpful. Uh, you need to know. You need to know the biggest thing that you can most easily, or or ne- not necessarily easily, but the biggest thing that you can most readily work on improving right? The thing that you yeah. can actually, that you can change, that you can fix. And sometimes if you're working with someone in, co- in person, especially, you're able to pick out a thing that may not be the ultimate thing they need to fix, but a thing that will give them a taste of forward progress immediately. Yeah. It's, it's easy to overcoach. And yeah. so you see this a lot with uh, new instructors and especially people on the internet. They just pick out every single little thing, but really... The difference between just a person who thinks they can coach and a good coach is that a good coach will find, just like what you said, the one thing that's going to help them improve, improve right there. And that's all they really need. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I used yeah. to do that too. I used to overcoach all the time uh, when, I was, when I was a teenager and learning how to teach martial arts. You know, I, I would work on, on someone's you know, front kick, for example, and I'd point out like five to like a dozen <laughs> things they needed to fix, you know, <laughs> and yeah. like imagine that they didn't get any better right then. But you know, so recently though, I was in uh, Sweden and Finland practicing uh, martial arts a little bit, and uh, while well, you guys were in Seattle, that's why I wasn't able to make it. And I, you know, I haven't really been practicing that much lately because I'm in Hawaii and I don't really have anyone to train with. But I, I was doing a little bit of coaching, a little bit of teaching. Um, and helping people, and what I found is that, you know, I'm seeing most of these people, you know, I'm in, I'm in touch with them, you know, by email, a lot of them, uh, or Facebook, and I, I see a lot of these people once every two to four years. And so, if I'm going to try to help them, I want to find something that's going to have, like, high leverage, it's going to make their, their practice better, because I can't practice with them every time. 
you know? So I'm always looking for something that I can tell them that's going to give them a high impact that will affect their practice for the future. Um, and so that's one of the great things that you can do in person or in an intimate setting that you can't always do in a very public setting or online. And so what I, what I mean to say with the intimacy thing is you, you can do it with people you know or people that you have that you're in the same room with. And the thing is that it's high bandwidth communication. You either need, if you're going to be doing it online, it has to be somebody that you've had prolonged uh, in-depth communication with. You know, uh, even even Ryan, you're, you've been teaching people handstands and stuff and coaching them online for a long time. But if you see somebody that uh, maybe you haven't worked with for a while, you can give them general advice that's very good. Sure. But if you've worked for them with them for longer, then you can give them much more in-depth and much more specific advice. Exactly. And that's why when we get comments on YouTube and someone is asking, you know, what am I doing wrong or what's wrong here? It's tough because I don't know you. You know, I don't know your background. I don't know how long you've been working on something, what's going on. Maybe you have a shoulder problem or whatnot. So it's, it's really tough to give advice like that. But just like Andy said, you know, working with a person over time, even if it is on on the internet, I'm able to give pretty damn good advice, and that's just because I know exactly where they're coming from and where we want to go with that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we talked about it a little bit from the teaching perspective here. So now let's also talk about it from you know the student perspective a little bit more because. At, uh, and you also have a very good recent experience with this because the week after the GMB seminar, you went and trained with Steve Atlas at his uh, immersion program for a couple of days and got to be completely in, in student mode, which... Uh, which was awesome. Yeah, it's so nice when that happens. So maybe talk a little bit about how about your experience as a student in a very, very deep uh, teaching environment. Yeah, it's... For me, wow. I mean, this is huge for me anyway because I've been working with Steve um, ever since January. I'm a one-arm handstands. But, but to be able to work with him in person and um, get some hands-on experience. And what I mean is you know, I've been working with Steve online, sending him videos almost every single day on my handstand. And... Some of the things that took me a very long time to get, he corrected just by tweaking one or two things immediately. And it's just like we were saying earlier, it's that, it's that in-person training, coaching that you get that can shore up a lot of things. And it's not just that. Also, the, the energy of, uh, in this case, Steve, um, of your coach and the group, being with the group of uh, like-minded individuals who are wanting to really have fun and do cool things really helps you to improve immediately with whatever you're doing. In this case, Jarlo and I went together, and that was especially fun. You know, Jarlo being my best friend and all, we just laughing, you know, the whole time. Um, we're serious, of course, about our training, but what I meant was that we enjoyed what was going on, even though it was very tough training. Um, being a student, again, was wonderful because I was able to put everything aside as far as thinking that, you know, I, I need to 
worry about what everybody else is doing and um, focus on on helping, if this makes sense. And so it's, this time I was able to kind of just step back and go into my own world for me, which is something that I don't get an opportunity to do very often. So uh, I could just focus on what I wanted to do and uh, just have fun, really. So it, it was completely different uh, experience those two weekends. So uh, if you are an instructor, if you are a coach, this is something I do recommend, and that is um, making sure that you also take the time to become a student again. It's, it's easy to forget what our students are thinking and how they feel if you're just coaching all of the time. I think it's always important to, to continuously learn new things and put yourself in the position of a student. Not just so that you can improve yourself, but also that you can get a feel for your students so that you can become a better coach. I think that's very, very important. Yeah, very true. And so I just kind of want to now put this into some terms, maybe uh, you know, recommendation-wise of what we've been talking about here and kind of cap this off. Uh, we've been talking about the experience you know, from a teacher and a student point of view of, of working in person and of, of also working you know, in depth. And what I really want to say to anyone, whether you're a teacher or a student or both or you know, whatever you're trying to learn, is that this is this is important this this social aspect of your training we practice alone a lot of times we can practice alone and we can practice with other people but we still are are ultimately individually responsible for our own effort and and attention while we practice regardless of the setting but um by putting ourselves in an environment that lends itself to to the the fun, the excitement, the the uh, the camaraderie, and and the just wanting to put in your effort. You know, when everyone in around when everyone around you is putting an effort on something, you want to put an effort on it too. When you surround yourself with that on a consistent basis, you're going to you're going to be giving yourself positive feedback for your effort and your attention when you train. It doesn't matter if you're training alone or with a group. That's actually not the most important thing. The most important thing, though, is just that you're able to create an environment that's conducive to that. And the thing that's that's great about in-person training is that it's very easy to create that environment in, in a seminar, you know? Or it's not easy, but it's easier. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. because you, yeah. can, you can give that on-the-spot feedback and everything. But, you know, we're talking about a lot of times... Uh, if you're listening to this, you might want to be apprised <laughs> that you are on the Internet. Um, we're on the Internet, you know, and a lot of the interactions we have are on the Internet, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You can still create, uh, you know, that kind of environment for yourself, and you can still immerse yourself in in social interaction with like-minded people. Obviously, GMB, we have Alpha Posse. We think you should join it, but... Even if that's not your bag, if you decide, um, you know, you should you should follow people on Twitter that share your passion. Uh, connect with people on Facebook. You should you should like you should like Al Cavadlo's page and Mike Fitch's page and GMB's page 
and uh, Fitness Facts page, and you should follow their YouTube channels. Uh, you should be watching Elliot Hulse's videos, even if you don't want to train weights or even if you think he's a total nut job. He'll still get you fired up sometimes and help create that immersive uh, feeling of wanting to put in your effort to training and improving yourself. And that's what I think is the key. And that's what we talk about at GMB, like, you know, how, you know, your training is not just for, you know, getting the six-pack. It's for be- being a better person and contributing to the people that count on you, too. Uh, and and the people, and then you count on other people and you each contribute to each other is, is what I mean. And that's, that's something that happens when you're in the same room, but it's something that you can engineer online, too, if you're conscious of it. So that's what I want to say. We've had some great seminar experiences lately. We're going to be having more coming up soon. But the thing that we've, we've been really learning and hearing is feedback from the people who were there is that this is the thing, is that we need this social network, we need this social support, we need this connection to other people that are doing what we're doing and, and seeking what we're seeking in order to really get the most out of our practice. Word. Yeah, I know. I always go off on a tangent like that. It's not really a tangent, but like, you know, I, I talk for like 20 minutes and then Ryan says word. That's good. Yeah, not not much I can say. To that. Yeah, this so, but that is just to recap. Find like-minded people that yeah. you're interested in doing, and create that support system. That's so important. When we are working out by ourselves, this is the internet, and sometimes you might need a kick in the ass to keep going. Or maybe someone else needs a kick in the ass, and you can help them with that. So it's all about support and yeah and it's and just getting people yeah it's just what you see every day you know like if we're if for people that are in alpha posse you know they know that uh, you know maybe you're not having the best maybe maybe you have a, a training session it's not your best ever but then you go and you you go on onto the forum area to bitch about how you had a, a shitty training session and you see like posts from like you know 12 other people that just made major breakthroughs you know, yeah. that totally changes your your experience of that because then you can just, you know, let go of having your own shitty day and get excited for other people and it makes you want to try harder tomorrow. And even if it's not Alpha Posse, you know, if it's if it's on Facebook or whatever, if you're surrounding yourself with, with people, even for just five minutes a day, having some kind of even online contact with people is better than than just, you know, watching TV, talking about stuff that isn't important to you, and then, you know, trying to trying to force yourself to squeeze in a workout and make some progress. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Cool. So, Ryan, is there anything else you want to say to the people no, out there? that's about it, man. In the ether? Yeah, just um, glad we're back. Yeah. I'm glad we're back. Uh, so. I apologize if the audio quality isn't superlative this time. Uh, we're we're not on our regular system. I will be heading back to Hawaii soon, and then we can be sounding like pros again. Uh, but we just yeah. really wanted to get this podcast going because a lot of people have asked us about it, and uh, so obviously I had a lot to say. Ryan less so, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank that's you. Okay. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, thank yep. you for listening. Uh, if you learned something useful or found us mildly amusing or even just somewhat less than offensive. Uh, We'd really appreciate you going into iTunes and leaving a review. Uh, There's some stars there. Click as many of them as you feel like. Uh, 
and and mostly just say what you really thought of the podcast. And if you liked it, we'd really appreciate you sharing it with people. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, they think podcasts, oh, that sounds uh, like uh, something that's kind of a pain in the ass to do. Well, just let them know that, you know, we try to make it kind of, you know, enjoyable. And uh, check out the blog at goldmetalbodies.com and uh, let us know how we can help you. You covered it all there. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>